I'm James. And I'm Matt. And it has been a while since we went to the old drive-in. Yep. Was it, uh, was it Tea Money or Good Burger? Was the last one we ended up? I, I think it was Good Burger. <laughs> that soiled us for <laughs> a year. We realized we were all dudes and just the, the realization of that just blew our minds. Just the tragedy of, you know, the dissolution of the Keenan and Kill partnership <laughs> just it was a weird omen for our own <laughs> collaboration, so we want to know more of that. Once you've seen George Clinton and Linda Cardellini grind to funk music, you've seen it all. <laughs> you've seen cinema. Also, in the Keenan Kell partnership, this dynamic, who would represent what? Would you be Keenan or would I be Keenan? Or, or would we both be Kells? Uh, I feel like I'm Kell and you're Keenan. Okay. And, so so you call him me as Mr. Wrigley. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not so much that you're Keenan as much as I'm Kill. I mean, I would be really scrawny and have an overpowering lust for orange soda and constantly break things hilariously. <laughs> Although to be fair, that would be more of a PJ thing. Well no, Kale always did accidentally. PJ he breaks with malice. And he loves purple soda, not orange <laughs> soda. He's, he is the reverse kill. <laughs> we were more than content with staying in retirement for an appropriate Batman-related time, but we realized there was a movie that has, up until now, remained untouched, and it's been staring us in the face the entire <laughs> time. I cannot believe neither of us thought of it until now. I know. And that is the most below-the-Bible-belt movie ever filmed. The 1973 classic, Walking Tall. We're going to take you up to McNary County, Tennessee. Back in the days when Sheriff Buford Pusser ran things around there. Sheriff Buford Pusser was trying to clean up McNary County, Tennessee from all them bootleggers that was bringing crime and corruption and illegal liquor into his little dry county. For his troubles, he got ambushed, and his wife was murdered, and his house got blown up, and they made a movie about it called Walking Tall. This is the other side of that story. A.K.A. Southern Bastards, the prequel. Yes. A.K.A. Below the Bible Belt, the exploitation film. <laughs> A.K.A. Matt Stad. A.K.A. Grandpa Johnson, the true story. A.K.A. Jim Justice. A tragedy in four parts. <laughs> Twilight of the Hicks. Now, Matt, spin us a yarn about Walking Tall. When was the first time you you heard you heard of like Walking Tall, like Buford Pusser? The first time I heard of Walking Tall was when the Rock movie came uh-huh. out. I had no idea there was an original. Um, the first time I remember, that was the first time I'd heard of Walking Tall was the Rock movie. But the first time I ever heard of Buford Pusser was about a year later when someone called me Buford Pusser because. I've never told this story, but when I was 16, I got mad at one of my classmates in school and I chased him around the wood shop with a giant stick. <laughs> Why? I, 
he wouldn't leave me alone, and I just snapped, and I wanted to beat his head in with a, uh, a block of wood. Like, was there intent there? Were you just trying to scare him, or were you going to I don't know. murder? I'll be honest. Sometimes, like, I don't get angry often, but when I do get angry, I get kind of real angry. Not like Hulk angry, but you know. You have a berserker rage? Yeah, kind of. Um, but that, like I said, that's the first time I'd ever heard of Buford Pusser when I myself attempted to whoop some ass with a giant stick. So this is also the Matt Johnson story. <laughs> exactly. That's why I connect with it so much. But, uh, I think like, um, the story though, it's a very kind of interesting story, even though, you know, people have argued like how true it actually is, like, you know, how much of it's spin. But, uh, pretty much for those of you who don't know, like the, the story of Buford Pusser, um, Buford was from this small place in Tennessee called, uh, McNary County. And I think McNary is on the border with Mississippi or Alabama. It's one of those states. I, I, I don't know exactly where it's at on the map. But, uh, yeah, Buford Pusser, I think his, his dad was like sheriff or like, uh, chief of police in the town. Well, uh, this young man, he left. McNary County, he went abroad. He served in the Marine Corps. Something interesting note, he went to Chicago and was briefly a professional wrestler. I like how you're just, it sounds like you're just describing the publication history of a comic book character. Here he goes. In 1957, he moved to Chicago where he was a local wrestler known as Buford the Bull. (laughs) He had a giant mustache like the ox. He returned back home in 1962. And as the story goes, as we'll see in the movie Walking Tall, um, the town he returned to was vastly different from the one that he had left when he was, you know, right out of high school. Um, supposedly, like, law and order had broke down in the town, like, you know, the local police force and the sheriff's department were being, um, run, and, you know, corrupted by, uh, bootleggers and crime figures. Uh, they called them the state line, uh, gang. I think is what they called them because they operated in, you know, multiple states. Uh, part of the, the, there's this thing I've always been fascinated with, um, called the Dixie Mafia, uh, that was sort of organized crime here in the South, but, uh, it's not, they call it the Dixie Mafia, but it was never as organized as the actual Mafia. It was just the nickname they gave to a bunch of independent people who ran crime and stuff, you know, without, unfortunately there was no Southern Cosa Nostra. If only. Uh, if only, yes. The God Daddy. Yeah, uh, so Buford Pusser, he come back, he, he comes back home, and he starts ruffling feathers. And some people would say, like, like the whole Rudy syndrome, that his actions, it didn't inspire someone as much as he went and lobbied for them to make a movie out of, you know. That's exactly what Rudy did. Rudy spent like 20 years telling people, hey, you know, my, my story would make a great movie, make a great movie. And finally, you know, he wore someone down enough that they made it to a movie. Um, I think they did that. Buford Puster might have done that, but um, and he had a stick, so it was made much quicker. <laughs> um, well, the the Walking Tall movie, um, and actually, interesting enough, it kind of led to uh, him getting in trouble because he lost uh, re-election as sheriff because apparently, when they shot the film Walking Tall, they didn't shoot it in McNary County, and a lot of that money that would have went to the county for you know film production and you know, jobs and stuff. They lost out on so pissed off a lot of people, and he uh, he lost re-election. Hey, it's not his fault that Toronto looks more like Tennessee than Tennessee. But he, uh, I think he he tried to run for sheriff again. He lost. He become police chief. Interestingly enough, uh, after Walking Tall become a uh, a big success, he was in negotiations with uh, the production company in the sequel of Walking Tall. He was going to play himself in the movie, <laughs> um, in the sequel to Walking Tall, but. Uh, 
something happened, and he uh, on his way back home from the meeting, his car mysteriously hit a hill and exploded, you know, and he died pretty much on impact. And that was the end of Buford Pusser. I've always, like I said, I've always found the story interesting because it just, I think it's just because it's like a throwback almost to the to the old stories of the West, you know, with the a, a good man in a lawless town, you know, alone by himself, you know, nobody at the side. He cleans up the a town, you know, single-handedly from the desperados and the bandits who are, you know, harming the townspeople. Yeah, I find these stories surrounding the movie very fascinating just because it speaks to something that's always fascinated me about the South, and that's the self-mythologizing. Yeah, exactly. Again, like you said, like the Old West, where the Old West knew it was the Old West while being the Old West. Yeah. You, you, know, you sort of like these, these myths and stuff sort of get, you buy into the legend and, you know, a lot of times, you know, you buy into the legend while the legend's still going on in the case of him, you know, dude's still alive. I don't know, maybe we've uh, talked about this enough. Don't worry, I'm cutting all this out. It's okay. just for our benefit. I will say, though, for anyone who's watched us with us, unfortunately, there is no Johnny Knoxville in this one. That, that would be amazing, though. Like a six-year-old Johnny Knoxville getting hit in the nuts. All right. One, two, three. I love the starkness of this opening. <laughs> Suggested by certain events. Yeah, I hit a guy with a box of wood one time. Now you want to make a movie about it? All right. I always love the when the word "suggested" is used in this context. It's like eh, if you kind of squint your eyes and use your imagination a little bit, Inspi- yeah, that might have happened. Like they say, inspired by true events. <clears throat> God, Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker and that head. Just that face like a salted pork. (laughs) I do want to say that keeping with the blood of the Bible tradition, I brought a snack today. Unfortunately, it's nothing too weird. I just got some Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm going to wait till we get into the movie good before I start eating them. I was eating a chocolate turtle earlier. Uh. This truly is the American dream. <laughs> they are taking their house with them. Oh, look, they left in the Buford the Bull. All right, they're keeping the pro wrestler angle. I'm he wrestles in the trailer. Tennessee. That was my view for three years right there. <laughs> you look in the back, you can see a wild PJ strutting through the wilderness. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the plantation. No way to be a jackass, Pusser. That's how People it was. People are trying to sleep. He <laughs> can't abide no laziness. <laughs> he walks tall and he walks early. Walking loud. <laughs> Pusser story. 
It's going to be really awkward when they realize they're at the wrong house. <laughs> I refuse to believe that that woman gave birth to a baker. <laughs> That's the American dream. I'm so happy to live in a house that won't roll down the hill in a storm. <laughs> oh, this just becomes a 70s version of The Wrestler. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Buford the I'm just an old, worn-out piece of meat. What if the wrestler actually had like a subplot where, you know, uh, he was a vigilante? <laughs> I'm sure Mickey Rourke does that in his free time. <laughs> he frees all the birds. Joe Don Baker really is the 70s Mickey Rourke. <laughs> There's nothing to suggest that Baker didn't regenerate in the late 80s. Unfortunately, yes, there's the Dukes has rebank. He showed up in that, unfortunately. He killed your theory, James. Although, although I will say I've never seen neither one of them on camera at the same time, so it's likely. I'm still convinced that that was just a CGI effect. Maybe Joe Don Baker is just a skinwalker. Wow, this Amityville horror sequel just escalates quickly. <laughs> Line up against the wall, kids. It's time to meet Jesus. Don't give me that look. We gotta defend ourselves out here from all the Mormons. Oh, the way he works that shaft. Now they can get to a good, long, hard, honest day's work of weed farming. <laughs> be hilarious if like, there's the director's cut of this where you realize he's only battling bootleggers because they're cutting in on his territory. <laughs> this story's about to get really racist, isn't it? You know, what he, you know what God told him? He said, there's a problem in this town, son. And it's the Jews. <laughs> he starts beating people with a giant dreidel.
that is a hell of a hairline, Joe Don Baker sporting. It's like his hair is melting. I'm just going to keep panning out until we see they're all on a backlog in the Universal <laughs> Studios. They're filming Jaws one over. Any minute now, they're going to wander into the park and witness a mob hit. <laughs> Buford Pusser is dead. Call me the bull. <laughs> that old man becomes microchip. <laughs> look look at all the weapons I whittled for you. <laughs> Instead of a battle van, he has the battle jalopy. Wood chip is in the just in the bed of the truck. <laughs> Whittling up some new weapons. I made this grenade out of a pine cone. Meanwhile, in civilization. Uh Ain't gonna be no public displays of (laughs) affection in this town, boy. Oh, look at him endangering the lives of pedestrians. <laughs> I was wrong when I said there wouldn't be a giant Nightshow character in this. <laughs> That's Proto Nox. I had to think that, like, two counties over, Moon of the Wolf is happening. <laughs> This is what Swamp Thing was doing during that movie. (laughs) Jodon Baker is Alec Hammond. I think we need some subtitles. (laughs) He is just southing all over the place. Some of those team money subtitles. Question mark? Southerns incoherently. <laughs> That's how I like to sound when I get like real excited. I think that how that uh, hat is made of corn chip. <laughs> 
A lot of our clothes are nachos. Oh god, it's gonna take Buford a horn now. <laughs> You weren't wrong. This is their red light district. There's sheep in the back, if that's what you're into. They're very broad-minded down there. They catered all kinds. Except for black folks. This isn't San Francisco. <laughs> This is going to be like the shortest movie ever whenever he goes to clean up this town and he just blows that building up. (laughs) Fire in the hole! (laughs) He hits it so hard with his stick that it just combusts. God, it's like a flea market of vice. <laughs> Southern Butts, the new book by Jason Aaron. And now exclusively at the lucky spot, see Zora take pleasure from the snake that once corrupted man. They don't get into his backstory, but his buddy right here is actually one of two senators from Tennessee. (laughs) That thing is, I could see that being real. Mm -hmm. This is actually young Bill Clinton. I'd like to strap you on sometime. Oh, I was going to show her his big stick. (laughs) I want to see the porno version of this where it's just a big dude running around with his dick out. (laughs) They've made it somewhere. You know they have. Walking stiff. Well, we've gone through full drive through at this point. <coughs> wow, that woman is more nipple than human. <laughs> Nipperella. She gets her own spinoff movie. Like, she fights ninjas, she pulls off her nipples and throws them. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Her weakness is a warm room. No, that's whenever she's at her most powerful. She can cut through glass with those things. Now, just look at the beast awakening in Joe Don Baker. (laughs) 
Now the donkey show. Because you know a place like this would have something like that. You think they could afford a donkey? <laughs> oh my god, that's just a pony painted brown. <laughs> I feel like we're going to see a Mandingo fight in a minute. My my God, the, the vice. There's actually a place like this in my hometown, like actual like bar slash gambling place that mysteriously burned down <laughs> in like early 1990. That was when your dad walked tall. <laughs> he didn't use a big that. stick. He used a can of gasoline and some matches. He used the smallest wooden stick he could find. <laughs> God, it's like Calcutta. I'm good for it. Things he'll do for that fifty dollars. He doesn't actually walk tall until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Like it's all just him spiraling into madness because of this one bar. There's it's a quarter of walking tall and then you know three quarters of brooding and slouching. <sighs> He's going to bring law and order to this illegal gambling done. <laughs> Nipparola, kill, kill. <laughs> Slices the dude's head clean off. There's nothing I think I love more than 70s fighting. <laughs> it's so over the top and so fake, you know? It's just people throwing each other into things. <laughs> it's not a fight unless one table collapses. God, he shoved his jowls into his brain. Black... No, <laughs> the disco godfather runs in. Where are the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the other guy in the green tracksuit with him. They just roll from town to town kicking ass whenever it's convenient. I don't think these all take place in the drive-in yes. cinematic universe. Yes. All being watched on the television by T-Money. This is, this, there's an after credit scene <laughs> where Buford, Buford leaves the town to investigate the blob. 
quick, sing tequila. <laughs> they thought I was dead. They were wrong. Dead wrong. Just all of a sudden, a hundred baseball bats roll down the hill and start licking his face. <laughs> I don't know about you, boy, but I feel so much yummier. Well, this is some riveting shit right here. Wood chip, save me. He's got him low jacked like a truck. The scare, the scarecrow venom they drugged him with just has him going through flashbacks of that one brothel. Oh, come on. I'm willing to offer gas, grass, or even ass. Who's driving that truck but the snowman himself? <laughs> Need to go somewhere, boy? Ha! They pick up a count amount of Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be filming a movie. Touch and go, boy, job. He died in the end. We can rebuild him. We can make him a stronger pusser. Faster. More southern. He is the $200 man. That's why he walks so tall. He's got artificial... Braces in his back. Ding 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 ding. Is it illegal for Southern doctors to have their tie on straight? They teach you how to tie a tie at Southern Medical School. 
Southern Dodgers, they get their ties, and they're not giving a shit attitude, and their folksiness all from the same place. And their cigarettes. <laughs> Marlboro Lights. There's Dickles in that swaddled blanket. You better not be repairing body and soul in there, boy. <laughs> Don't be pulling yourself together day by day. Not in this town. I like that little umbrella you got there. It's like you swimming around in a little cocktail. That sheriff is just Stacy keeching all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that earthworm he just killed was his first casualty. And it's just a the means. He did he drop the title or did he just drop the title? I think he did. Ooh. And it rhymed, too. God damn those southern turns of phrase. Now the final days of Beaufort to justice. <laughs> I think, uh, I think that fellow's gonna walk tall, daddy. <laughs> we ain't got no time for no name dropping here, boy. We got a town to run. I ain't gonna put up with that strong vertebrae bullshit. Not in this town. This, of course, is the scene where a lightning strikes one of the blocks of wood. Out of it, he forms the perfect bat. He is the natural ass whooper. Oh god, they're building wood chips armory. He's whittling a tank in there. (laughs) 
please tell me things are about to get funky in here. So we just said that the pay was the same for everybody. Oh, wait, never mind. You're black. I'm sorry. I, I don't see color. He only walks a little tall. He does not <laughs> walk completely tall. That ass whooping made me colorblind. I'm sorry, buddy. Please tell me Buford Bustle will fight for black power in this movie. The Southern becomes just Chico in the man at a lumber yard. This is actually a riveting documentary on lumberyard politics. <laughs> How the wood's made. Something I've noticed, just so far watching this, but Joe Don Baker is very handsy with his co-stars. You ever notice that? Oh, he slapped that dude on the ass earlier. And he slapped him again, and then the lady who was his wife, he slapped her on the butt, and he was all touchy-feely with... I don't know if this actor or if Joe Don Baker is just a, a pervert that's getting away with it. A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> Guys, whittling his first weapon. A shotgun. It fires bullets made out of badger teeth. <laughs> they get political. He's going to train him in his dojo. Teach him all about fighting the man. I won't fight. At the end of his, I won't fight for black power. I'll fight for myself. In white power. I, I maybe maybe I should rethink. I'll come up with a better term for it, but you know what I mean. He fights for bigger power. <laughs> the ability to rub on everyone as he sees uh, fit. I don't know, TJ. I've never fucked no corpse before. <laughs> or do as you're told, girl. She's actually the drug kingpin of the town. She rules the iron cleavage.
Oh, she's dressed conservatively this night. That's uh, <clears throat> that's her disguise before she turns into Nipperella. She's just it's like Scott Summers whenever he's wearing the shades <laughs> instead of the visor. <laughs> I'm say she she's under her uh, assumed identity of Nadia Nipplesmith. Oh, for sure, I thought you dashed her in the face. <laughs> Jesus, you are not starting this one-man war off on the right foot. Oh, she's just waiting there like a video game villain. You have to defeat all of her goons, and you titan battle her. I just say the scariest thing in this club is him. <laughs> Those people just, were just playing a game of poker. He just comes in and starts beating the shit out of everybody. I thought he just gave, he hit a man so hard he caused him to have a heart attack. <laughs> His heart shit its pants. <laughs> Judo. Oh, time to burn this place down. <laughs> Justice. Fifty dollars for a doctor's bill. God damn. This isn't the past, this is an alternate reality. <laughs> It's like a fucking fairy tale kingdom version of the South. Low doctor pills and good always triumphs over evil. You're right. I don't know if I'd call this good triumphing over evil. Less evil triumphing over evil. How about that? I don't know if he's less evil at this point. <laughs> Slightly less antagonistic. Or how about this? Justifiable assault triumphs of evil. Don't use that Raylan Givens logic on me. <laughs> they lost eight cameramen that way. See now he's he's progressed from kicking ass to murdering pieces of clay. <laughs> the only thing to sate his bloodlust. Well, looks like that pusher boy has been putting people in the hospital again. How's he going to get out of this one, folks? Oh, looks like old Buford's going to have to kill everybody. <laughs> He's going to burn this motherfucking town to the ground, <laughs> folks. Y'all come back now.
Yeah. The little girl is under arrest for assaulting an officer. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't Ferguson. And she's white. Not the judge chamber. Oh. <laughs> that is a southern fucking judge. The only way it could be more southern is if they had Strom Thurmond playing the judge. Lynch him! <laughs> Burn him at the stake. That's what we used to do to witches back when I was a young man. All the judges in the south, they had to get stuck with Maximum Bob. <laughs> Let's do. Let's resolve this matter the southern way over a bucket of fried chicken. Uh, oh God! You know it's a southern courtroom. At least four people are fanning themselves. Yes, I was mentally putting this on my checklist of southern tropes. Now all we need is a lawyer, sweaty faced lawyer in like a white suit. Call Andy Griffith. Oh no, he's too busy ruling Louisiana with an iron fist. Those old people have no idea where they are. <laughs> I thought we were looking for some kind of werewolf in Louisiana. What are we doing here? This is actually the lobby of the retirement village. They just run it out for the courts. Whenever there's a trial every six years. If things get bad, he whittled him a machine gun in his toupee. <laughs> wow. He's wearing a southern man cape. I decided it was only right to slow things down so the audience can go to the bathroom, refresh their sweet tea. Jesus, Joe Don Baker, you're on trial. Put a comb through your hair. No. The only comb he uses is a comb of justice. He does have pretty much the same hairline I do. <laughs> oh, oh, so sexy. 
Object to this sexer. Man, the defense is just chilling. Never have a group of 12 white men convicted so quickly when the white man's on trial. <laughs> well, they're all nearsighted, so I didn't know he was white. Hey, Strom Thurmond is here. <laughs> so this thing, see, this always bothered me about this version and also the rock version where he committed a crime. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean, the context behind it. He still committed assault. Hey, it is the prerogative of the legal system to always temper law with ass whooping. <laughs> The wooden stick acts as a uh, a check on local tyranny and aggression. What well, really sunk is when he took his shirt off. He just picks up the wooden stick again. I'm going to say this again. <laughs> I'm running for sheriff. Oh, I can't help it if the bull's still inside of me, baby. Oh, a bull's got to hunt. Is that going to hunt my family? Or he's going to hunt those <laughs> criminals outside. Either way, someone's getting ass whooped. Your choice. You knew what a beast I was when you married me. God, drive-in movie sets are amazing. <laughs> If you're interested in running, I whipped up a little something for you in my wood shop. I go down to the basement and see an entire suit of armor made of wood. <laughs> the giant W on the front. Do we get a musical camp? Oh, I'll tell you, we get a musical campaign montage. <laughs> Buford, he's gonna walk tall. I 
Can I rap with you guys for a moment? <laughs> I'd like to talk to you all for a minute about the man. This is bullshit. No, nowhere in Tennessee is this place this cool. <laughs> He's immediately grabbed by RoboCop. Where is Clarence Boddicker? This is going to be a long campaign. I like that in this world, like, it's viable to put up, like, sheriff posters in a black nightclub. It's such a hot commodity that both sides are doing it. Well, you know how much white, small-town southern sheriffs sweat about the black vote. Yeah. Don't hit him, Daddy. If I lose Big Afro, I've lost the election. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even have to go against this guy. He can just irritate him and he'll have a heart attack. (laughs) I'll say this entire movie is covered in a layer of mud that just won't wash off. Light the south. He activates his battle jalopy's war mode. (laughs) Starts shooting wooden stakes out of the back. (laughs) Hubcaps get covered in wood. All of a sudden, Smokey and the bandit just drive through. (laughs) Then they're cut off by the thing with two heads. (laughs) This is really running the town, though. The old white bigot. It's all a vast drive-through tapestry. (laughs) I like how the the sheriff's car has Sheriff written on it, and Pusser's has Pusser written on the back. (laughs) These guys are really into branding. They do. You do have to get your brand out, especially with Pusser. You know he's running for office. Quick, turn on stealth mode. 
camouflage sticks just to send all over the car. And they knock it off into a tree. It explodes, but then he comes out in the stick pod. <laughs> just a giant baseball bat with a seat on it. Dun, dun. <laughs> so the sheriff just gave up. <laughs> They're out of his jurisdiction. Right now. <laughs> and he's going to assault a police officer. <laughs> oh no, he's got a block of wood. Run! <laughs> We're not equipped for this. Or to be fair, in today's world, that's grounds for getting shot six times. Yeah. Got wood versus... Oh, Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. That dude is dead. (laughs) How did his car blow up? It blew up before it hit the ground. That's what happens. He's got his... He had his uh, bomb in this deputy's brain. (laughs) If he was ever disobedient. How many more, Pusser? <laughs> well, How many see. more have to die so you can walk tall? <laughs> I will say, though, that's one way to win an election. This is some Frank Underwood shit here. <laughs> House of Pickup Sticks. I enjoy brandishing my block of wood while I'm on the campaign trail, but I do not enjoy splinters. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Legion of Doom. I guess he always has something draped effeminately over his shoulders. My God, the deputy's being redeemed. Did he just kill someone? Or did he just, it was a warning shot? What if he like ricocheted? He shot that door to get it to comply. <laughs> what do you know, door? She's secretly the crime lord of the entire state. Mama country. We cannot kill him. We must destroy him. <laughs> see that scene right there is why I wanted to see like a unified Dixie Mafia. 
All those people in the room with southern accents talking about crime stuff. <laughs> you know, once a man has a son, he is never free. <laughs> now, sit on my lap, boy. I'm trying to tell you some shit. Sit over here. I never wanted this for you. Stop waking up, everybody, Buford <laughs> Pusser. Jesus. It's the loudest ass kicker this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Some people have to go to work at that lumber yard tomorrow. We all don't get to be sheriff, goddammit. Is that the fucking boom mic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to make sure they recorded those two rules for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That mic is just hanging around. The, uh... The, uh... The, the bad guys are that committed eavesdropping on him. <laughs> Buford, I think there's a hole in your operation. <laughs> also, I think you need more than those two rules <laughs> whenever you're trying to run a law enforcement agency. Although, to be fair, I mean, J. Edgar Hoover ran the FBI with just those two rules. <laughs> No bribes and forcing the law equally. And also, uh, hate black people. That's a really sad commentary. Um, uh, where the South was and is emotionally when Buford Puff, sir, was elected sheriff with his only real qualifications being violence. <laughs> now he's Ben become says the ass whooping like mustard yellow. Jesus. Just because you're the sheriff doesn't mean you can just toss that language around. <laughs> well, in fairness, in Tennessee's constitution, that is part of it, the deal. He has to use that official language. <laughs> you changed, Buford. Right, here's the obligatory moment where the all-knowing white man sets the 
ignorant black radical straight about a few things. Damn it, Jimmy, don't you know that we're all brothers? (laughs) And brother, not brother. Say that shit right. He's walking tall across the dictionary. (laughs) Giving him a mask? I'm going to put it on. The last suit you'll ever wear. <laughs> the man in khaki. And I say that, of course, because you're a sidekick in a Walking Tall movie. <laughs> you're being so sneaky. The spooky, the the kooky space kook gonna appear. Doom, 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 doom. Old man Billy, he's running the steel up here. He's disguised himself as a ghost to scare kids off. <laughs> well, you know the moonshine operation is just a front for his search for Spanish doubloons. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're having a party tonight at the station, boys. (laughs) I'll check each of these personally. God, that chest hair. He's the sheriff deputy of sex. (laughs) I work for Dick Jones. Dick Jones. (laughs) He runs OCP. OCP runs the sheriff's office. I get the symbolism, but does he really need to take the stick everywhere? Yes. It's a part of him now. 
It's actually a concealed weapon, like the penguin. <laughs> like he opens it up and there's a giant sword inside of it. The sword is also made of wood. <laughs> God damn right. I got to agree with racist McRacist here. <laughs> He's the only one making sense in this movie. He didn't have a war. Didn't have no Miranda rights. There's really nothing to say that, that connects them to the the booze that killed him, right? Other than conjecture and hearsay. I will say that that's completely historically inaccurate. Some of those men were black. They would have been given the chair, sight unseen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. You got me there. He immediately pulls out the stick and beats him to death. That's the only way I know how to do things now. <laughs> That's my reaction, both good and bad. I'm a hammer and everything else is a nail. <laughs> Woe is pussa. <laughs> Are they going to make out point? Oh, yeah. Oh, the long walks they had with his stick. <laughs> I see a bright future for you in that stick, boy. It all depends on what you shove it up. <laughs> I know you got yourself thinking you're showing that stick of the ass of evil and corruption. But really, you're just showing that stick up your own ass. I just look up corruption in the dictionary and it's that guy's photo. You're tampering with the primary forces of nature, Mr. Pussar! <laughs> God, is Baker's hair just one big comb-over starting at the back of his neck? It's like three strands of hair that he's grown out, and he just stylizes to make it look like actual hair. 
He's like, it's a, like that's a Homer Simpson comb over. <laughs> what was I pew for just his deputy? Black guy. I have been waiting for you. Oh god, she's already got them weaponized. <laughs> Why is everybody looking at me like this? I'm just good to have a drink with my stick. Sticky, the two of us need look no more. We both found what we've been looking for. Will the stick to call my own? I'll never be alone. <laughs> and you, my stick, will see you're walking tall with me. And then he kills everybody. <clears throat> Sony Bono, go kick his ass. Meanwhile, at black people. (laughs) Again, it's 70s south, so it's like a giant wall between the two sides. It's the same building, but yeah, there's a black, it's only and a white on the entrance. So they've even got their own uh, sheriff to fuck with things. He didn't You've heard the whites only sheriff. Oh, black Rick Grimes. This ain't no democracy, honey. <laughs> no, this won't prove good. Those are some racist looking dudes. <laughs> That haircut is racist. Yeah, let's be really racist in front of the sheriff's deputy in an entire building full of black people. That won't turn out badly. Our whiteness outnumbers them. (laughs) 
we exist on different planes of existence, Sheriff. <laughs> I think you just realized I just gave him a permit to kill them white men. <laughs> they resisted arrest. They had it coming. My God, history has changed sides. It's white man's burden all over again. Save me, white man. That's what this whole thing's seeming to me. Ugh. Eh, pretty much. <laughs> or maybe, fuck you, white man. I saved myself. <laughs> This is the kind of black power I approve of. <laughs> Did they try to eat him? <laughs> Let him go. All I see here is a case of reverse <laughs> racism. <laughs> That's the entire reason Pusser has the big stick, is to you know, try to intimidate the judge with his tiny gavel. This guy ends up becoming Pusser's Jigsaw. <laughs> Just the one scratch. He gets a steel pipe. The only thing he can use to take him down. Has he seen the error of his ways? Probably not. That's the power of that stick. It ass-whooped racism. <laughs> Here's 20 bucks. Saw about all the bigotry. <laughs> We're square now. That shows how long ago this was. Nowadays, whenever you're racist, you just make a donation to the NAACP. God, Maximum Bob begins.
See, now he's intimidating a judge to get his own sentences carried out. You know, if it weren't for the bad people in this, he would very much be a dictator. To be fair, every dictator rises to power battling other bad people. That's true. See, if he had had his way, Buford Pusser would have fucking ruled the South with an Which iron is, fist. I guess it's... <laughs> See what they did there? Uh. Yeah, but seriously, do that or I'll kill your fucking family. <laughs> I think I'm starting to sympathize with the drive-by truckers. <laughs> and they're giving out beer to deputies before search and seizure warrants. This is just a fucking horror movie. <laughs> See, now he's having them just harass everyday citizens. If they look suspicious. He's this turning is, this, this town is, into a police state. This is like a parable of post-9-11 America. 40 years before that happened. This is like the Crucible. Next scene, he's going to have Woodchip surveil all the (laughs) homes of the citizens of that town with a wood surveillance. He just puts wood blocks in everyone's home, and the vibrations carry through. (laughs) It's all connected to a tin can. God, Morella is like the fucking revolver on the mantle that's been waiting this entire movie. I'm going to be disappointed if she doesn't save the day with her boobs by the end. Bullshit. Where's the whores? Okay, that was pretty funny. (laughs) You know what that means? Let's go burn that judge's house down. He's gonna wish to God he never laid eyes on Buford Pusser. <laughs> I'm gonna take this block of wood and shove it down his throat and look into his eyes while he dies. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
It's a trap. She's actually a suicide bummer. I thought maybe she just wanted to, you know, late at night, see a homicidal mediate driving a car. Like, well, why not? Let's get together. Credits. <laughs> My God, they were this close to getting rid of Pusser once and for all. Thank God he's wearing his uh, bulletproof wooden jacket. He's sent into surgery. Wood chip has to design a wooden heart. <laughs> Oh my god, pumps, he's more wood than man now. It pumps only sawdust. <laughs> about the third movie, he's like Darth Vader, but made of wood. <laughs> this is what I am now. Well, don't help or anything. I'm going to be honest with you, ma'am. He'll live. But if he delivers one more ass-whooping, his heart's just <laughs> going to give out. That's a risk I'm just going to have to take, Doctor. He's injecting him with the venom. <laughs> Buford Pusser is pretty much just Southern Bane. The humidity betrays you because it belongs to me! God, stop making Joe Don Baker harder to look at. Seriously. Oh, they sent him some Jack Daniels, because he needs to be drunker. <laughs> I think they're just trying to kill him. <laughs> they're gratuities. That's, Here, a, that's against... That's smoke against the law. They're trying to discredit him. Here, smoke more cigars and drink more hard liquor. So here's a roast ham for you. <laughs> Just slather that up in butter and barbecue sauce. Here's some, here's some Teflon cookware that's already been peeled. Maybe we'll get cancer eventually. Steve and his boys have offered to repaint your house with asbestos laden <laughs> paint. He gets an anonymous tip to investigate the lead and asbestos factory down the street. Wait, look, you're missing his heel turn.
surprised he'll hurt. Now he has really descended into madness. Look at him. <laughs> My god, he's the mother of dragons now. You townspeople can shove it, brother! So when Buford Puffer was trying to get this movie made, and he was pitching it to the studio, they just sit down and say, okay, now halfway through the movie, I'm going to become a supervillain. <laughs> so was he just in the theater watching this saying, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like this town is in way more chaos now than it was whenever he got there. Yeah, they think- just had like that one casino that was kind of seedy. Now there's war in the streets. Yeah, it's like it, fucking it, a rock war all over again. It, it was a uh, dictator's ruled, but it was stable. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was. It's like the whole thing, the, argue, the Batman argument, you know? Did Batman really make Gotham a better place? Yeah, it seemed like it was pretty a nice place to live if you just stayed out of that one particular place. Yeah. And didn't mind getting cheated at gambling. That's that was your own the problem. entire thing that started all of this. Just because some asshole had four an, an extra two pairs of dice. Six people have died. And countless ass weapons have been delivered. The South will never be the same again. It just doesn't look like it's easy to carry that around. I feel like he's past the point where he's almost become like a cult leader. I deny his deputies, like, you know, no phone calls, no contact with your loved ones. You're going to be under my supervision for the rest of eternity. Also, we're fasting for the rest of the week. (laughs) It'll bring you closer to the block. (laughs) The Church of the Holy Ass Beaten. (laughs) You are the sacrifice to the stick. (laughs) Blood for wood. Blood for wood. (laughs) What the hell? The fuck? <laughs> he just—he torturing this guy. He's gone full Walter White now. 
Is he gonna light him on fire? I think he's gonna blow up the steel, right? And he's close enough where he'd die. Twelve people were in there. <laughs> they were all criminals. They didn't matter. I can't wait for you to die in a shady car accident, Buford Poster. <laughs> you have You're a blight on this earth. <laughs> You're right. The drive-by truckers had this guy's number. Like he's just a a menace to the working man. Not just the working man, but all of humanity. Like we just see he goes after like you know liquor and gambling. But had he been allowed to live, he may have started going after like Jay Walkers. <laughs> he becomes '90s Punisher. <laughs> God, Pusser, twenty ninety nine. What are they doing right there? Unless it's, it's supposed to be a dry county, right? Maybe that's what it is. But still, it's not in dry county. It's not illegal to drink. It's illegal to sell and distribute. God it looks like they're it, all Buford. having a nice time. God damn it, Buford. God damn your war on fun. Oh, yeah. He just violated their constitutional rights, but he said it with a, a quick uh, quip, so it's all right. Uh-huh, they're, they're all going to be released immediately. <laughs> Unless he tries to murder that judge. <laughs> Walking walk into all the rise of Hitler. <laughs> He's just slowly becoming the governor. So far, she's the most reasonable person in this movie. Wow, he crushed the fuck out of that beer can. He means business. Frank Stallone? <laughs> God, the Dixie Mafia does not fuck around. God damn it, Frank Stallone. Hopefully that was Frank Stallone. That way he saved us from Frank Stallone's music career. 
Yeah, we all know he was the chosen Stallone. You see what you've wrought, Pusser. Her boobs are morally conflicted now. Oh, there's a battle for the soul of Nipparilla. It's like uh, the James Bond formula. There's three three women in the James Bond film. One of them's evil. One of them eventually starts off evil, but she turns. And one's good, but always dies. So there's the evil woman right there. You got the one that's turning. And then we've got the the wife who, well, spoiler, she dies. Also, kill a motherfucker. Man, woman, child, animal, God, Stallone. He slowly begins unbuckling his belt. <laughs> God. My God, his descent into madness is complete. I am the stick. I am not man. I am wood and splinter and grain. The craftsmanship on me is impeccable. I don't help him or anything. Why don't you have another drink, Mom? God, even when he's roughing a guy up, Joe Don Baker has to be sexual about it. <laughs> We all know you're just overcompensating for the fact that you're the other Brian Dennehy. She becomes his new deputy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
I got the message of this is no one with a rack that nice could be all evil. <laughs> he realizes that's a joint she's smoking and just beats her to death with a block <laughs> of the Oh no, I've killed a gun! Oh, fuck you. Isn't he... He's, he's married, right? I mean, his wife isn't dead yet. <laughs> but he certainly seems to be planning for it. He's seeding future lays. What the fuck? There's nothing sacred, Buford Pusser. Yeah, we were making the joke about, like, the Electra thing, but she really is the Electra of this film. <laughs> she has a much bigger part in the sequel. <laughs> she has her own Japan story. She wakes up and she's had a breast reduction. <laughs> I'm not booming. It's a stick. It's time for you to be indoctrinated, boy. He takes him out that night and has him beat a man to death with it. I wish Santa Claus would bring me weapons. How does this movie still have 30 minutes left? Jesus. This is Walking Tall, the miniseries. No, they've invited Business White. <laughs> uh, it's just not the same around here anymore. It's like there's a there are two cone shaped holes left <laughs> in this place. Don't mind me, folks. I'm cutting a rug of my own. <laughs> a business rug. 
Oh, Armando, the only one who understands me. What is that, replacement Frank Stallone? <laughs> well, you know they have clones in the back. All of knockoff slides. They call them colognes. <laughs> Frank thought that up. No, he's got to whoop Santa's ass now. <laughs> That's some bitch I'm coming for him. Nobody runs product through my county. Uh, Puster moves in on the toy again. <laughs> You're taking food out of the mouths of local businesses by providing your own toys. She is not wearing pants. Mm-hmm. It's what you can get away with when you run the Dixie Mafia. Just go commando. Why do you think I've always been interested? I just want to have a job where pants are optional. Don't mind me and my many coats. That is the whitest couple I've ever seen. Sad that you can drive through the South and still see clubs that look exactly like that. Yep. With had, the signs that haven't changed in 40 years. We had a club like that in my hometown until about four or five years ago it closed down. Including there was a shotgun packing old lady in it too. Well, we had the Sahara Club in my... Jesus Christ! Rack another one up for Buford. No, we had the Sahara Club in my town, which uh, got closed down after the ninth shooting that year. Wow. Nothing that bad ever happened to ours. It just no one ever wanted to keep it. It's called Club 81 because of the highway. But I think I ever told this story, but like the one time my grandfather uh, took his wife over to that club, they were immediately involved in a hostage situation. <laughs> All right, save that for later. Book 36, Hostages. <laughs> you recount all the hostage situations no, no, you've been no. through. Book 36, Stockholm. You describe your complex relationship with your dad. <laughs> he too indoctrinated me into the cold at Christmas time. Now we're getting artsy here. See, he's back in the yellow shirt. He's longing for times of when he first took over as sheriff. God, this is very Vince Gilligan of them. 
This is after he's given up the life of walking tall to be a farmer. The last ten minutes is his Dark Knight Returns. The only thing, the only ass I whoop anymore is the soulless ass. The moonshine hits my chest like a baptism. Are <laughs> <laughs> we sure she's in a hot situation? Like, he just showed her the gun, you know. <laughs> now we're going to have a nice picnic tonight. All right. I don't want any funny business now. <laughs> Just you, me, and the stick. I've set out a place for three little twigs. Those are our stick babies. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. You know, honey, I think it'll be best for everybody if I just left. <laughs> and the Dixie Mafia comes out of nowhere and guns down his family. <laughs> I want to leave you and go to Memphis with Nipparella and become country music star. He lives out rhinestone. <laughs> Let's fuck here. The kids will be fine. They're just by a giant body of water. See, you had the same idea. <laughs> He's sleeping on top of his wife. Look at the way his body... (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) He has to walk tall in the bed. (laughs) He's such a big shot, he has to use his wife as furniture. (laughs) He walks downstairs into the kitchen. He has that do- that judge on a leash eating out of a dog bowl. <laughs> that says judge. State bylaw says I can treat you like property now. That'll be the last time he inappropriately touched that actress.
Alright, whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Stop perving out, Joe Don Baker. <laughs> oh, just come over here. I just want to put my arms around. Just, just, just want to love you. He's, he's that, he's that dedicated to staying in character. That he even did it when the camera wasn't rolling, in between shooting sets, years afterwards. He still sleeps with that block of wood. <laughs> they call him Splinter Dick for a reason. His car is the same color as his shirt. That's the fucking Pusser Mobile. (laughs) No, look, we're being followed. (laughs) Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. God damn. Country drive by. This is his Ozymandias. This movie trying to be dramatic after everything that's happened so far. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is what happens when you try to bring progress to the South. I can't die. I have to mourn more. Where were you when he needed you? This town is the size of a postage stamp. They're over there behind those bushes.
Now you think this is where the madness would end, but no, still has 10, 15 more minutes left. He hasn't killed everybody yet. Even time. If anybody can kill someone in 15 minutes, or kill a whole town in 15 minutes, it's Buford Pusser. He's going to raise the entire town to the ground like the governor. I don't really know if you can try for drama like this after you've had an entire subplot about a woman's breasts. Because let's face it, that was the focus of that subplot. He immediately bled to death. <laughs> Those knuckle arteries. Oh god, he's Mason Verger now. He has wooden knuckles now. <laughs> oh god, now the kid's going to go on a one-man war. <laughs> Yes, Daddy. I shall become a wood. <laughs> they fill that IV with sawdust. His daughter's emotions are irrelevant at this moment. Mm -hmm. You merely adopted the wood. I was born holding it. I feel like this is the final stage of his supervillain transformation. Like he has a mask now.
Who did this to you, Pusser? Who did this to you? That'd be really fucked up if they just went to credits and this was the note the movie ended on. <laughs> Can't win, don't try. All the bad guys, they come to, you know, his wife's grave and it's with it. Buford has stuffed her body with dynamite! No! <laughs> it explodes and kills everyone. He gets his revenge. <laughs> The Revenge of the Wood. <laughs> he walked tall to the grave. The rest of the movie is just the funeral procession <laughs> in real time. The bad thing is, this was a drive-in movie, so at this point, the audience was well past handjob territory. Oh, yeah. Like, they were past the point of no return. It's like, oh, it's so sad. Struck it more. Probably at this point, though, at the very end of the movie, everyone's done with their fucking. They're just lying there in pools of their own sweat, thinking, wow, what a bummer. Well, that doesn't look goofy at all. <laughs> The city belongs to us now. <laughs> I'll say the exact same thing. He can't speak, so he lets the block of wood do his talking for him. Sawdust. Buford Pusser is dead now. <laughs> Today begins the legend of The Walker. Okay, so we've got like five minutes left. I think this actually is the end of the movie. That's what sequels are for, James. 
Oh, I forgot this is the Walking Tall trilogy. This is the Empire Strikes Back moment. He finds out that old judge was his father all along. No! It's appropriate considering he's half Darth Vader now. <laughs> cast he's wearing is made of wood. What'd he give his son? I'm, I wouldn't... A he... tiny stick. <laughs> it's just looks like we're watching the intro to some weird late 80s sci-fi show. He's gonna kill everyone! He just drives straight into the building and explodes. Oh god, he's in a car! <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, I was right! <laughs> Opens up the trunk and he's got a machine gun rig to fire. <laughs> Did he kill both of them? There was the one guy who jumped behind the bar, I thought. Ah, uh, he was denied his final ass beating. The car did the job. That the stick was meant to do. <laughs> Sorry, hitting him in the ass with the stick. <laughs> Shoves it halfway through. <laughs> Why is this ending like a Robert Altman film? What this director is going for here is he is trying to state that the South is uncomfortable with its own legacy. <laughs> we leave Pusser alone, a man at a crossroads. Crushed by the weight of his own myth. What I want to know is, does he still have the cast in 2 and 3? They're essential. As far as look now, 
Nope, gotta kill them too. <laughs> no loose ends. <laughs> Mr. No Jaw. Are they gonna start playing craps? Death craps. Bring your man low, ladies and gentlemen. Are they immediately looting the place? Looks like they're... I think I know what they're doing, but... You're going to keep that to yourself. There it is. Yeah! No one does a bonfire, an angry bonfire like Southerners. Yeah! I'm so glad all of those people had to die to close down that gambling shack so, that was destroying the community. So that... What, what, six people died, six, seven people died for something that, you know, <laughs> they should have done a long time ago. Hey, that gambling's not a good idea. That gambling that hurt no one. He consulted in this movie. From behind his cast. A fictional account suggested by certain events in the life of Buford Pusser. He's like, yeah, I killed all them people. Because they owed my money. <laughs> and I <laughs> wore that badass plaster mask, too. Because it looked cool. Well, that was a horrifying movie. I actually liked it. It it was very discomforting at times, but I, I liked it. You liked his utter disregard for law and order while trying yeah, to restore law exactly. and order. Exactly. The, hypo- the hypocrisy of it. Um, I was actually looking up uh, while the movie was gone about like the actual murder of his wife. And uh, according to him, Buford Puster himself, uh, he claimed there were four guys that did it. Of those four, three of them were murdered. Unsolved murders. You know, They never really knew who killed them. The fourth one was eventually he went to jail. I think sometime in the late 80s, he went to jail for, like, you know, he tried to kill, like, a judge in Mississippi. One guy claims that Buford Puster himself hired a hitman to kill that one That hitman was named Buford Pusser. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I figured he, that's very hands-off for him. I was thinking of something, too, while I was watching it. When the movie came out in 1973, you know, 1973, 1972, 71, when it was shot. That was a weird time, like, in America. Like, uh, this was just after, like, you know, this was during Vietnam and... Nixon uh, as president, and then you had Watergate. Um, I felt like maybe the reason the movie was such a hit at the time was because it sends this strong message that, you know, uh, our institutions are either corrupt or they just don't care about us, you know. And sometimes there's something very powerful in the sentiment of this you know, man having to break the law to do good, you know. I think that was a very, very powerful thing that was sort of filtering through society at the time. It was Country Batman. <laughs> yeah, Country Batman. Like, you just, you, there was that. Uh, Walking Tall was one example. Um, like, the Death Wish movies, Dirty Harry was kind of like that, too. We, you know, Shaft. Shaft, yeah. You had the uncaring and corrupt bureaucracy. Who uh, Sometimes you had to subvert it to to do what needed to be done. And that's what I, I kind of got that, that feeling with Walking Tall. I'm a man of law and order. But then he made out with a stripper and sort of, kind of... <laughs> That subplot was weird. Sometimes the stick has a mind of its own, right? Well, man, this movie's inspired me. I think today I'm going to go to a lumber yard and just start beating the shit out of everyone I see. Excellent, excellent. Well, I don't know what this inspired me to do. There's got to be somebody I can find in my town to 
beat up and claim I was doing it for law and order. Southern Batman, James, that's us. Batman. Watch out, PJ. Batman, see, because we can still use the name because we're inspired by the bats, the wooden clubs. So. We're suggested by bats. Until next time, I've been James. I've been Matt. And this has been Below the Bible Belt Drive-In. You for Puss Rush and Asshole. During your reign here as uh, McNair County Sheriff, uh, you have been forced to kill two persons. Louise Hathcock, uh, who you killed near uh, the state line at the Shamrock Motel there, and then uh, Charles Russell Hampton uh, that you killed here uh, in Selmer. Does the fact that you had to take uh, these two human lives ever haunt you? Yes, of course. I've seen uh, Miss Hathcock a thousand times, I guess, since I had to take her life. I also... Mr. Hamilton, I mean, you let someone die that, that you know that you pulled the trigger that killed them, because even though that is line of duty and self-defense, I mean, you you still can't keep from seeing them and, and, and watch them draw that last breath and then uh, and, and not think anything.